What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of These The Whiskey Sessions. This is episode 50. B-Pimp, how are you feeling for episode number 5-0? Feeling great. That's an amazing milestone that we've reached, and I'm very proud of our yeoman's work in putting out this 40-minute podcast every two weeks. Wow. I mean, the lift that we go through to bring this to the people is incredible. I'm getting... A little bit self-conscious because I'm getting no uh, none of the adulation that I expected when we started this. I think it'll come when this episode is finally released and people kind of just realize the gravity of this milestone. Because the, the thing is, there are tons of other podcasts that have had over 50 episodes, but I can't think of a single one that has had 50 good episodes like we have. If you if you do that, that ratio, the podcasting ratio, I think it's like... Um, Hervinger's Law or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if you're good, every episode is really like 2.7 episodes. So we've, we're well over 100 now. We are, by that math, I think into the thousands. <laughs> yeah. We're like Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. What are they at? What's They're in like the 600s or something. Holy crap. That's too many. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, when you record every other week, like we do, and I know they record every week and sometimes twice a week, we're just, we're not going to catch up to them unless they stop. Yeah, they need to stop and then we need to really up our frequency and and just hope for uh, hitting, hitting the big one with like some kind of episode that goes viral or something. I think it could happen. And I think it might be this one because we have a really good episode not only is it our 50th episode, it's our first episode of the new year, 2019. And what a better opportunity than in 2019 to look back on the previous year, 2018, and look at the best music from the year. So we are not just going to do our normal top five list, which we've always done. We're going to do top 10 and B-Pimp, I don't know about you, but it took me a long, long time to put this list together. I just got to pick up my jaw off the floor from the shock of the fact that we're doing top 10. Top 10? It's supersized. It is. Um, so we're, we're going to want to get to it quick, but B-Pimp, before we do, we of course have to recognize what the name of this podcast is. It's the Whiskey Sessions. So what whiskey do you have to try out uh, for the listeners today? I got a special whiskey, uh, courtesy of my father, the great Bob Nicastro. Um, I've got a Crown Royal XO. Whoa. Which I sent you, uh, not to give away the inner workings of the podcast, but I sent you a picture of the bottle because I think it's so fancy. It's very, very fancy. It comes in like a, one of the, you know, most of them are purple, like those bags that Crown Royal comes in. This is like a kind of a gray one and it's like a special version of their whiskey that's finished in cognac casks so it's quite special it is and i I like the bag i like the muted tones of the bag compared to the normal purple bag which is just a little overdone i think yeah i mean i'd agree the purple is kind of their trademark but it's a little a little forward you know that purple color they use i mean come on that's ridiculous but it's 80 proof, blended Canadian whiskey, finished in cognac cast. So I'm gonna pour myself some. Is it weird that I didn't even know Crown Royal was Canadian? Oh yeah. Where in Canada? I don't know. I just know it's Canadian. Huh. 
Wait, maybe it says that on here, too. No, probably not. I mean, if it's Canada, just, it's wherever. Nor, well, 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 no, that's not right. It doesn't say, it just says product of Canada. Somewhere in that tiny country of Canada. <laughs> A tiny, yeah, I, the only parts of Canada I've ever been to are Vancouver and Victoria, both the far western end of Canada. So I don't have proof that the rest of it even exists. Yeah, you can, you can only go by what you've seen in person. Yeah, they say there's the Toronto Raptors, but I don't buy it. Nope. They probably play in, like, Buffalo or something. It's probably Buffalo or, like, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin or something. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you drinking it? It's on the rocks um, in a Woodford Reserve glass, so I'm not matching my brands. Whoa. But I'm going to take a swig of this, and I'm sure it's delicious. Be pimp. Going into 2019, giving reviews before he even tries it. That's how confident you are. And I was right. Excellent. So you're saying the first whiskey of 2019 is on what train? It's on a smooth train to Canada. Nice. I don't know why I'm sending it back to Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> it should be on the train from Canada. It's on a smooth train coming down south. Yes. You can do that, right? Take a train, a train to and from Canada? I think so. I'm going to try to set it up so they deliver it directly to my house. I don't know how likely that is, but... I think you can do it. But yeah, that just occurred to me. I've never even heard of somebody crossing that border on a train, but it must be possible. I'm sure you can. Yeah. I mean, now that you mention it, I've never heard of that either, but I, I, had a, I can't imagine that there's not a train line that goes through. Yeah, there's gotta be. This is a mystery for next episode. We can we can figure out. Well, I'm we can gonna, plot out the train lines. Like, are we allowed to even try any more Canadian whiskeys if we're, it turns out there are no smooth trains from Canada to the U.S.? Oh, you're right. It's a concern. I don't want to have to give a boot to every Canadian whiskey just out of principle. And we might have to make a fundamental change to the structure of this podcast. Yikes. And don't even get me started on Ireland. Yeah, how is that getting here? Oh, not on a train at all. It can't be on a train unless it's some kind of train that I haven't seen yet or heard about that was invented to go across oceans. Yes, that would be an awesome train. I think we were far away from that. I'll be honest. (laughs) I don't think anybody's even trying to do that. (laughs) They're not. That's how far away we are. (laughs) (laughs) We need someone to get the idea, think it's a good idea, have a lot of money and try it. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I'm glad we are starting the new year with a smooth whiskey. Go get that Crown Royal XO. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, we are talking about the top 10 albums from the year 2018. And, B-Pimp, I don't know if you noticed some themes. What I did is I listened to almost no new music until about two weeks ago when you brought up this topic. That was your approach. That was your strategy. <laughs> it was. It wasn't a conscious strategy. It just happened, and <laughs> so I, I went through um, some other people's lists to basically compile all the albums I thought I should at least give a try to listen to, and it ended up being about forty to fifty albums that I've listened to over the last couple of weeks. Some of which were today, and really kind of like narrowing down my own list. And I found that, I don't know if it's true for the year of music in general, but by me listening to the albums in such a condensed way, 
there are some genres and like type of artists that I think did better on my list than might have otherwise. I want to propose two things to you and you can tell me if you think it's true or not. My first, the first thing I'm proposing based on my list is that it was a really good year for solo female singers. I would agree with this statement. Okay, my list is full of that. And two, and I hate to say it, I don't mean it across the board, but in a general sense, it was not a great year for hip-hop. I'm going to disagree with that. Okay, so when we get to the lists, because I would normally think a list of top ten, I would probably have about five hip-hop albums. And I do not have five hip-hop albums in this. I think I have three. Two or three. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got more than that, and I've got a honorable mentions list dominated by hip hop. So I think, I think, I, in my opinion, it's been a pretty good year, a pretty good last few years for hip hop, and I think twenty eighteen continued that trend. You know, my one disappointment was is Kanye West. All the Trump bullshit stuff aside, made a bunch of kind of long EPs with various artists on the good label. And I was hopeful that a lot of them would be good. And I found that it's not totally the case. Like, the Nas one is, like, bad. <laughs> so that's not that's nowhere on my list or honorable mentions. And the rest of them were fine. I, I have one that is just barely made my list. But nothing blew me out of the water. He's on my list in a way that you might not expect. Teaser alert. Whoa. Without further ado, then, I think we should get into our top 10 this time uh albums of 2018 all right so let's get into it these are our top 10 albums from the year 2018 more than nine less than 11 it's the top 10 all right b pimp what is your number 10 album of 2018 it's isolation by kali uchis all right, tell me about this. I have not heard of that artist. She is from... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's... She's from a... She's South American. I can't remember which country she's from. But she is um, kind of like a... She's featured on a couple hip-hop tracks. She's a singer. She's got a, uh, a distinctive voice. And this is an, her album from this year... For 2018. And it was kind of like a... A very eclectic mix of different styles of music and everything, and I just like her voice and her her style. She kind of does like a not she's not a rapper, but she does a little bit of like her delivery kind of lends itself to be like rap adjacent, I guess. But she's more of a singer, so I, I'm a fan. Cool. I'm gonna have to check this out. Like in, the other great thing about this, like putting these lists together, and I'm sure I'm gonna hear your top ten. They might totally vary from my top ten. I now have, like, a lot of new music to listen to. Maybe even some records to buy. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, because I had a pretty good idea of some of the ones that was go- that were going to be on the list, but then a lot of the other ones I ended up researching stuff, and then, you know, I'm sure some of yours I won't have heard, so it's a great way to do that. Yeah, I would say a couple on my list are artists I did not know at all before. All right, my number 10 is the the one album I mentioned from the Kanye West group that I think did make the cut. It was, it was really close. Uh, and I was picking between two hip hop albums, essentially 
neither of which totally fit the bill for an album. But the my number 10 is Pusha T's Daytona. So it's sort of an EP. It's only seven tracks. And it was going up against, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but Black Thought released two EPs that I was just going to count kind of as one. Because it's called Streams of Thought, Volume 1 and 2. Which was also really good. Um, but didn't really have any hooks. I always like the occasional hook in my music. So at the last second, I did decide to go with Pusha T's album. But it's good. I mean, the only thing I actually don't like about Pusha T's is the track that Kanye West actually raps on. But the rest of it is good. If you know, you know. The games we play. And uh, I have Rick Ross on the track as well. But it's it's a solid album and a quick listen. I'm going to have to check that out because I like Pusha T, but I haven't kept up with him. So it's, I haven't heard that one. I will say, like, Kanye's production works well with his voice. Although I think a lot of protection, production works well with Pusha T's voice. But this this is a good release. So it just, just squeezed into my top ten. What is your number nine? ASAP Rocky and Testing. Oh, I have not listened to this. I wish you would have because, well, you still can. It's not like <laughs> it's nope. lost a time, but um, it's really good. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of ASAP Rocky, and he, this came out kind of in the first half of 2018, and I got on it late because I just didn't see it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe it wasn't that good because I just did I mean, it's not like it's amazing for something to get beyond my radar, but I just missed it for a while. And then uh, finally checked it out, and I, it's really good. Like, just interesting, like, you know, use interesting samples for the beats. There's a lot of stuff that you kind of, you know right away, like, oh, that's from a song, but it's, and it's not, like, common or, or uh, repetitive stuff mm. that you hear a lot. It's, it's really imaginative production, I think, and I always like ASAP's delivery, so it's a good, good album. Nice. I'm definitely going to check that out. All right, my number nine is Lush by Snail Mail. So this is one of the artists I talked about where I had never heard of this person. It is the, I believe, the debut album. Uh, it's a, a female singer-songwriter, and it's just, like, good rock music. Uh, not, like, not so... It's it's pretty raw. Well, I wouldn't say it's raw, but it's, like, straightforward. But also has... It's, it's not so lo-fi that it's just, like, a girl with her guitar. They're like fully fleshed out songs. Yeah, it's a great album. I was really pleasantly surprised. I wrote that one down because I saw that when I was doing some research to see if like I had missed anything. And I just didn't, I ran out of time with, with on the ones I was listening to that I hadn't heard, but I want to check it out. Yeah, and it's definitely one that I saw all over the place. I don't know how I would have stumbled on the album otherwise, but it's really good. And it is one out of like, a plethora of like female singer songwriters I've like discovered over the last couple of weeks and I'm starting to realize too like what kind of like live shows that I'd want to go to in the upcoming year because I have no idea like what artists I even want to see anymore but now I'm like starting to figure that out so that's my number nine who do you have for your number eight speaking of females I have a pop sensation Robin from Sweden who's a longtime favorite of mine and she has a new album called Honey um, that, that came out last is, year, and it is a treat. It is. And I, it's in my honorable mentions and was, like, really close to making the list. I think, in retrospect, maybe it should have, but it's a great album. I feel like it's better, it's a better album than the one that came out, like, seven or eight years ago, too. 
Yeah, I mean, I like that one too. Um, this one just had something very. Um, I read a little bit about it. I guess she had a close friend and person that she worked with on a lot of music passed away last year mm. or the year before. And I think she was in a long-term relationship that ended. So there was a lot of stuff that went on. And this album's like really dark um, compared to most of her usual stuff, which is more like uh, tongue in cheek and kind of like she'll have some crazy songs that are like fun and, and offbeat. This was more of a pretty straightforward, you know, kind of melancholy album. And it's still got the really cool production and stuff, but it's really, it's really good. Really solid. Yeah, it and it's like she's really good at that. There is like a certain loneliness to some of her music, especially like her latter career, even though it is fun. And yeah, like, I can't. You're right. I can't. It's something about her her voice. Like I was is. thinking about that listening to this album. It's just the way she sings. Like something about it. It sounds kind of like isolated. Yeah, it does. It's like she reeks of desperation in a good way. Is that possible? Yeah. I think it is, because I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, all right, excellent pick. I feel like that was a, an opportunity for a double dip that is just not going to happen, because I might have made a mistake there. But my number eight is... You actually turned me on to this person, I think. But it's No Name, Room 25. Oh, man. this I had this in honorable mentions. I'm so pissed now. Yeah, so, uh, like, I will only listen to No Name for the first time... Uh, and it was this album. I love the way it's produced. It is like one of my favorite produced uh, hip hop albums. It's just lush and beautiful. Her like vocals, like she's kind of more of like a beat poet, um, and like her rhythms are you know not like strictly to the beat. And her voice is also pretty understated for the most part throughout the album. But it is a great album. I would say if there's anything, it's sometimes it seems like she gets lost in it. Yeah, I mean it's it is really good. It was it's one I'll keep and listen to in the for the for a while. I mean it's it's just uh, I had so many options and I had to, some of them I had to cut and I'm upset about it. It was hard. I I wonder if we're gonna end up with a double dip on this or not. I mean it's there's opportunities for it, but we could totally not. It'll be rant. I think there are a few that I think we'll both have, so I think it might happen. But who knows? Yeah. All right, who's your number seven? Kid See Ghosts. Kid Cudi and Kanye. That's where, that's the only way Kanye gets on my list. Mm-hmm. They worked on this together. It's mostly Kid Cudi driven from what I was able to gather. I may be wrong on that, but it's really it's just a little seven-track uh, record, but I bought it on vinyl because I liked it so much. And it's just... I've always had a soft spot for Cuddy and I, I like his style and I think it works. Kanye's verses are all really on point. That's good. And it, it just works. It works really well, uh, especially at a short length. Um, uh, most deaf or what I'm, he changed his name. Uh, Yasin Bey. Yes. He, he has a song on here too. On the, on kids he goes to. That's just one of my favorite tracks from the year. So it's a really good, strong album. You know, I think I should have revisited that because I I heard a little bit of it maybe... I wanted to come out like four or five months ago. Yeah. Yeah, so right then. And I don't think I listened to the whole thing and I kind of... I don't want to say dismissed it, but it, it like the couple of songs I listened to didn't quite resonate so much. But I think I should have come back to it when I was doing this full list. Because yeah, I have I'm a tough a time believing I wouldn't have liked it. I do like Kid Cudi a lot. 
Yeah, I thought I think I could see how that would happen though. Like, especially you, the first track is one of the more it's kind of aggressive and upbeat, where a lot of it is a little bit more, you know, mellow and chill. And I think if you just hear that, you're not in the right mood. I could easily see being like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna pass on this. So understandable. Yeah. Like I, Kid Cudi's like first single ever, like Day and Night, I felt was so strong. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go back and listen to that. Excellent number seven. My number seven is uh, a request that you made to be on my list, and I gave it a fair chance, and I said, this is where it's going to be, which also actually makes it my top-ranked hip-hop album. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, But at number seven for me is Vince Staples' FM. It's a great, great, great album. It, It is. And you know what I like? It's just it moves quick. Like, a lot of shorter tracks... Or the whole album is... Actually, I think that album is also technically EP length. Uh, in that it's... Pretty sure it's under half an hour. Or if it's not, it's really close. But it, like... I like Vince Staples' voice a lot. He strikes a really good balance of... In that group of MCs. Like, he, he's a good rapper, but also, like, wants to make it fun. Like, I also considered... Um, uh, Earl Sweatshirt's album for 2018, and I tried to like it, but I just couldn't. But because it was just a little too weird and kind of annoying. But Vince Staples was like great album. I'll have a lot more to say about this, so I'm gonna withhold some comments now. Okay. All right. Tell me who is your number six? My number six is Death Heaven, a band from San Francisco, with. Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. Ah, this is metal, I'm guessing? It's, they, they're they classified as post-metal, which is strange to me. I don't really know what that means, to be honest with you, but <laughs> they're, I would say the most overriding description of them would probably be, probably be metal. Um, they have a lot going on. It's kind of a... There's some sections of songs that sound like... There's a lot of piano. There's a lot of... Uh, just interesting guitar production and weird stuff and uh, ambient stuff. It's a big mix, but the singer sings in kind of like that black metal style. So mm. to me, that that being such a identifying, you know, part of that type of music, I think they're probably a metal band, but it's a really, really great album. Nice. Well, and like you can, maybe not metal exactly, but I like hearing some piano and hard rock. I thought that kind of worked for, like, a lot of w, uh, Andrew W.K.'s tracks had piano in them. And you can really slam on that thing. I think it helps. Oh, yeah. And they, this this band has some, like, beautiful... I don't know who's playing piano for them, but it's, like, some beautiful piano. It's, like... Because a lot of the songs aren't really, like, as up-tempo as you'd think because it's metal. They're more, like... Black metal's kind of, like, dirgy. And... It just kind of works. It's like a weird. It's like, it's like a weird mix of the most obscure type of metal and then like accessible pop music. It's like the middle ground between the two, almost. All right, I'm gonna have to check that out then. Uh, but believe it or not, we do not have a double dip on that particular uh, album. I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, but we are on number six, and my number six is. A band I've liked for a little bit, but never followed super close. Um, it is Beach House, and the name of the album is Seven. 
It's just the number seven. So what I like about Beach House is they're kind of, they've had this kind of like similar sound throughout all their albums where there's this like kind of like underlying like atmospheric like fuzz sound uh, of like kind of like distortion. But then they're all really good dance tracks. And I feel like this is, I don't know if it's their best album, but uh, it, I think it's definitely my favorite and it's, it's where they kind of, uh, I really like streamline their sound a little bit, and it hits all I'll the right spots for me. I, I, I haven't heard them. I think you would like it. It's I'm trying to think what it kind of reminds me of, but it is basically like I want to say it's like atmospheric dance rock pop, a little weirder than like Passion Pit would ever be. Oh okay. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's a really good album, uh, and if you do like. Lemon Glow, which I think is like the third track on the album, is a really good one to start with. Uh, all right, what's your number five? My number five is Astro World by Travis Scott. Ooh, interesting. I consider this one as well, but I didn't listen to the whole album. What did you like about it? I I just like Travis Scott. Um, I liked pretty much everything I've heard from him, including his guest spot on. SZA's album last year or 2017 actually mm-hmm. uh i just I, I like the concept the album f- kind of has a good cohesion but there's also a lot of variety in the in the beats and the you know his his style is really strong his delivery so it's i think it's a his best album his best work so far and i'm looking forward to what he does next all right my number five is somebody i know but it is a great album, and I know a lot of people that worked on it as well. But it's Laura Glida's Radio Ghosts, which was released like toward the beginning of the year, and is awesome. Uh, Chris Stell, you know, does some of the guitar on it. Uh, Ryan does some of the drums, and also worked, I think, on some of the production as well. But it's just like some of Laura's like best tracks. Uh, she doesn't release albums all that frequently, so the nice aspect of that is, like, her songwriting is always, like, on every album that she has is, like, really condensed and good, and, um, the title track is really good, Los Angeles, which is the track that she's recorded live, or that she's performed live for a long time, uh, that's the, that's the first track on the album, and that's really good, and then she's got, like, just a pretty good mix of, like, different genres she's working on. Some are, like, kind of a slower groove to them. Um, Others are a little, like, more firmly in the rock camp, but I think it's a really good album. So uh, I had to put it on my list. I will definitely be checking that out. Laura's a very um, kind person. I've met her many times, and I'm a fan of her music. I just, this, I I heard about this, and then I just never took the time, so I'm going to buy that. Go get it. That's great. All right, what is your number four? Number four is Mitski, Be the Cowboy. Ooh. See, this one was, like, really highly rated. And, like, just... I li- I, I liked it a lot. I didn't, like, number four like it as much as you did. And it, like, just missed my list. But I, I totally am behind that pick. I did not know about her before finding her album everywhere that I was looking, I just saw it so many times. I'm like, I have to listen to it. 
and really, really was a big fan of it. She's just got like her voice is very it's very unique. It's very hard to compare to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, just really clear and clean. And I just want to hear like what she's going to sing. Like she just, I don't know. And, and she, pl- I think she plays a guitar and it's a really, re- really well-made album musically too. I just really got into it and listened to it a few times. It's so um, I, had to, I had to push it up there. Yeah. It's a really well-made album. Um, I think, I almost think because I saw it so high on a lot of lists that I was, I set my expectations too high. Uh, and maybe that like hurt it on my list, but it is a great album. What is your number four? My number four is Brandy Carlisle's By the Way, I Forgive You. She is just like, there's something about Brandy Carlisle that's every song she sings sounds like authentic on a level that even like other authentic musicians don't quite reach. Like, she has this great song about motherhood on this album where she kind of, like, talks about some of the things that she missed being, like, a mother before some of her other friends were. But it's just, like, summed up so nicely. And she has such a strong, like, just powerful, sometimes, like, edges-on-growly voice. And I really like it, and I really like this album. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know who she is. What style of music is it? Oh, uh, well, it, it's it's a it's country. It's like Nashville country sound. Oh, okay. I might not. Okay, I think I know now who it is. At least I haven't. I'm. I haven't heard her music. I'm going to check a song out to see to hear her voice. Yeah, she's actually from Western Washington, and I swear to God, I didn't even know that. Um, it has nothing to do with where she ranks in this list. No, she, not that I would judge you. If no, you it doesn't sound like she's from Western Washington. Yeah. I, I don't know how much time she spent there, but like, uh, she's great. And this is a good album. All right. What is your, are we in the top three now? Top three, baby. Oh boy. Okay. I, I wonder if we're going to have some, like of the three I have left. I think there's a strong chance one of them is also in your top three. I'm going to tell you, I think that's, well, maybe, I don't know. But two of my next, two of my top three are not well-known. And one was already on your list. Oh, all right. Never mind. (laughs) So we'll see. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't think so then. All right. Who is your number three? Behemoth with I Loved You at Your Darkest. Oh, yep. No, that's not my top three. Now this would be, I think, in many many years, if we had done this before, or if we do it in the future, uh-huh. this might be a number one quality album. That's how much I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a Polish uh, death or black metal band. They're doing things with black metal and metal in general that are, I think, changing the way that the music is played. That's how good they are. Um, they're just their sound is completely unique to them. They incorporate things like like children's choirs and like things that you would think would have nothing to do with this guy kind of music, and they incorporate it seamlessly and they enhance the, the the quality of the albums. And just the songwriting is insane. So if you have out there in 
podcast listener land, if you have any inclination to listen to that type of music, you, well, you probably know this then, but if you haven't heard them for some reason, check them out. Yes, I will. I'm going to second that. I, you know, I don't always listen to metal. In fact, I almost never listen to metal, but podcast listeners, if you do, you can trust the pimp is going to give you the most sage advice on what albums you should be listening to. You got that right. Yeah. All right, my number three is the album U.S. Girls in a Poem Unlimited. So I had never heard of this artist. Uh, it's basically, it's it's kind of, it's one woman, and then she plays with a band. But the album is awesome. It has some of the, the best, most interesting, like, harmonies I've ever heard. Uh, I love the song Rosebud. It's basically, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It, it was sort of in a group of somewhat similar like female singer-songwriter albums that I listened to sort of in a row. Uh, but this one especially stood out to me because the harmonies were so good, but it also had like a fun like electronic element uh, to the vocals sometimes, and also like a little bit of distortion in there. Like it's not a soft album at all, but it's, I don't know, to, like delightful is probably the right word. But it was, like, one of my really pleasant surprises and, like, an album I think I'm going to get on record. I'm excited because I've written down four of your lists so far that I need to check out. So I have even more new music to experience. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's a great album. Be Pimp. Wait, before you say what your number two is, is this one obscure or is this one not obscure? Not obscure. Not obscure. All right, what's your number two? It is Vince Staples FM. Yeah! All right, so we were a few apart on that one, but great album. Just, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, only the fact that my number one immediately became one of my favorite albums of all time mm -hmm. kept this from being number one. Uh, it's, he has just, of the, of the people currently making rap music, I think I like his style the most, and I have ever since i first heard him and i think that making an album like this which is basically like an ode to summer and rate and summer radio especially in california mm -hmm. um and just the way that they did that they completely accomplished it and it's got you know these little just tags and little like window dressing all over this album that that make it completely fit this theme that they put together and the songs are great I think Tweakin', which is the closing track, is maybe my favorite song of the whole year. And I, I love Vince Staples, so that's number two for me. Now that is a great song, great album, great pick. Uh, my number two is Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. And oh, that's another honorable for me. This, I love this album. Like, it is, like, I loved Arc Android, I loved Electric Ladyland, the, or sorry, Electric Ladyland. I combined that with another album. Uh, just the electric lady. But we have that on record. And we have to get this on record too. Because it's like... She... She hit, like, with this album... A totally new level of, like, confidence, I think. Like, I feel like her music just went off... In, like, every direction. It's, like, a little more pop-centric maybe than her other albums. But just... Her lyrics are great. Um... They're, like, strong. I think Make Me Feel is one of my top two favorite tracks of the year. And 
my favorite track is from my number one album, but it is such a good album. And it just, I think it, it's like when an artist, like, it's like a certain confidence. Like, they can do no wrong. And they know it, like, when they put the album together. And that's what this feels like. Yeah, I can't argue with having it up here. The I mean, it was definitely, there was a few at the bottom of my list and in my honorable mentions that I was had on a list, took off, and just, it's really strong, really good, and I, I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, I did notice she's in the movie Welcome to Marwin, which just got like hammered in reviews. Not because of her, but that movie looks awful. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's like just like one of the biggest misfires ever. Just like the I saw a preview of it and I was like, "What are they doing?" I don't know. It looks so bad. Um, okay, okay. Now I'm ready for it. Be pimp. Your number one. Album of 2018 is Double Negative by Low. Ooh, good pick. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, I uh, listened to this album right at the start of when I was like, so probably about two weeks ago. It didn't quite make my list, but you know, we have different tastes. But it, it was a, like a really good album. Had you heard any of? their previous albums by chance i don't think so i thought i had but when i listened to double negative i was like i've never heard anything like this that's what that actually fits exactly with my point like i they were on my radar already for a few years because i knew um their album the great destroyer i had come across and became a huge fan of they just have it's a male lead singer and guitarist and then female drummer who also sings and they have some of the most beautiful and just uh, like haunting vocal harmonies mm-hmm. and they on this album great destroyer just that's what they build every song around is just the interplay of their voice which is unlike oh I, I mean it's just amazing it's just they have gift a gift to sing and they found each other somehow and their voices are perfect for each other so it's really beautiful from that, in that aspect but this album is so different than anything I've heard from them because it's so the way it's produced, it's almost like nine inch nails level of just distortion and the, they're singing and it sounds like they're in the bottom of a well yeah. <laughs> and you can hear it. You can still hear it. You can still hear the beauty, but it's just behind everything. They hit, they hit it away from you. And it's such an interesting approach to, making an album and i just i love it and the second song dancing in blood um as soon as that song finished i ordered this on vinyl i was like i didn't even that was only the second track that's how that's good it is. and it's an amazing it's just amazing in my opinion it's yeah i i when i was listening to this album it like it is definitely different and i feel like yeah they went off i don't know i, I just like appreciate it when an artist does something like totally different I knew I'd, I'd listened to this group before, and I was like, have I listened to this group before? Because this is, like, not ringing a bell at all. Yeah, because they, they're normally more akin to, like, pixies or just something. Yeah. They're, like, beautiful, but kind of haunting and, and sad, almost, mm-hmm. the way that their songs normally come across. And this is, like, I guess you can get the same feeling from it in the end, but the way that they got you there is completely different. Mm-hmm. No, uh, really good pick for your number one. 
Alright, my number one is... It's crazy to say this is my number one album, because I had never heard of this artist until a week ago, or less. It is Natalie Prass, The Future and the Past. So, uh, I actually don't even know much about the bio of this artist either, so I'm going to skip any of that. But I started listening to the album. Based on the cover, I thought it was going to be, like, the saddest singer-songwriter album ever. I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like, I'm sure she's, like, got a good voice, and maybe the songwriting's good, but, like, it'll be a downer. But then it's got, like, all these, like, good, like, not necessarily dance tracks, but, like, good, like, like upbeat, funky, groovy tracks. Uh, and it, it kind of slows down a bit towards the end. But... Like, everything is uber catchy, and then it has what I think is, for me, unquestionably, um, and this is probably recency biased, but still, unquestionably, my favorite track of 2018, which is Lost. Have you heard that song? No, I have not heard of her, but I wrote another one down that I must check out. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the album is Natalie Frass, The Future and the Past. Listen to the song Lost. It is my favorite song of the year. And the rest of the album is awesome. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, it's... Uh, but but before you listen to it, look at the cover of the album and see if you don't end up being like, this is not what I expected. <laughs> I like when that happens. Yeah. All right. I am assuming you have a plethora of honorable mentions, as do I. Uh, what are your, some of your honorable mentions? I've got uh, Ben Howard, Noonday Dream, which um, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a really good um, acoustic guitarist, singer, songwriter guy from Britain, who I like a lot. That was a great album. I liked Drake's Scorpion. I gotta Not be honest, to... I didn't even I didn't listen to it, so I like can't really say if I it would have made my list or not. I like him. I know he's a polarizing figure, but I like him, and I thought it was a good album. Um, he has Lil Wayne, the Carter Five. I haven't heard that either. I th I think the problem is like there there are still a lot of albums I haven't listened to, so my top ten might be different uh, if I had gotten to all of them. But I hadn't heard Drake's album and I hadn't heard Lil Wayne's album. Did you hear Anderson Pac's album? Yes, that's in my honorable mentions. Oxnard. Yeah, Oxnard. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, Georgia Smith, Lost and Found. She's a another British singer. Um, who is he has a, just an unbelievable voice, and that album was great. It's her debut. Nice. Um, and then my last one, in honor of your home state, um, Allison Chains' "Rainier Fog." Oh, which is Allison Chains is, hasn't been the same obviously since Lane Staley died a long time ago, but they still have some really good music, and it's it hits a nostalgia for me because they still do the same things with. Jerry Cantrell's guitar work and like the way that they do their vocal harmonies and stuff. I still I still dig it, but it just didn't quite make my list. Who who sings for them? Um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, they got a guy. They got a guy from another band who had who has a good. He has a good voice. They didn't try to like mimic or anything. It's just like a right. different style. But Jerry Cantrell has always been the main songwriter, so it just kind of fits in. But he I hadn't heard of him before, but he's he's pretty good. All right, I'm going to have to check out Alice in Chains then. I flat out didn't even know they were... I didn't know they had an album in 2018. They've had three in the past six years that are all... The first two that are earlier were, were better, in my opinion. But this one's still really good. Plus, it's named after Mount Rainier. 
Yeah. All right, my honorable mentions. I've got, um, as I kind of mentioned before, that just missed my list. Black Thought, uh, Streams of Thought, Volume 1 and 2. Uh, First Aid Kit, Ruins. Uh, that's uh, singer-songwriter duo, a female duo. I think they're sisters, actually. Uh, they're pretty good. Um, Mutual Benefit, Thunder Follows the Light, which is basically a guy, and it's kind of Sufjan Stevens-esque. Um, but it's a good album. Gia Margaret, There's Always Glimmer. She's a Chicago singer-songwriter. Uh, Anderson Pack, Oxnard. Uh, Odette Hartman, Old Rock Hounds Never Die. I had Mitski, Be the Cowboy. Soccer Mommy, Clean. Um, Saba, Care For Me, he's a Chicago rapper. Um, who I think has done some work with Chance the Rapper, actually. Uh, and then I had Fonte. Do you remember the group Little Brother? Uh, it sounds familiar. They had, so they had a hip-hop album, or like their major release, I think it didn't do that well, but it was like maybe 2004 or five or something like that. And I remember they came to DePaul and I saw them there. But So one of the two main rappers from the group, Fonte, uh, released an album this year called No News is Good News. Uh, and it's a good album. Uh, and then I had Robin Honey on my uh, honorable mentions as well. But it was a good year for music. And it makes me realize I need to listen to more new music throughout the year. Yeah, same here. I I, t- I try to keep up with things, but what happens is I tend to just get stuck in, like, I like these five albums a lot, and I rotate through them whenever I listen to music. And then it just, my, my cycle is too slow, and I don't, you know, go out and re- I don't read any, like, music publications or anything. So it's like, it takes, like, something like this to get me rejuvenated but i gotta keep up with it because i love music is my favorite thing so i should be looking for the new stuff quicker yeah all right before we get to emails um and because i don't want this podcast to be too positive are there any albums that you kind of anticipated that you would like and were just like disappointed by you know Oh, that's a really good question. There's none that come to mind like that. Well, Justin Timberlake's album was pretty bad. Oh, was that this year? That was this year, Man of the Woods. Oh, I heard that was awful. I didn't listen to it, though. It's it's pretty bad. And so, I mean, Post Malone, well, I don't know. Did he, I don't know if he had, but there's, there were, there was a few that like came out, there are artists that I don't, don't make time for it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't listen to Kanye stuff really uh-huh. unless I kind of stumble into it. And then I know that didn't Jay-Z and Beyonce release something too. Oh, the Carters. Yeah. I only listened to a couple tracks off that. All but right. no, like, I guess not high hopes and then disappointment, but more like um, just some, like a lot of the big high profile releases that came out this year were things that I'm like, eh. And I, I, I like to go dig for the, the other things, but there was enough. I mean, there were so many good albums that will be on my like long-term rotation. So um, it was a good year. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like it was not a great year for like high profile artists necessarily. Like, I think there were some disappointing albums in there, but that just makes me realize that I need to dig deeper and like find good new artists who are putting out new stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. That's really, really good right now. Yeah. Oh, I tried to listen to Lupe Fiasco's latest album. Did not care for it. Oh, no, I didn't even check that out yet. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. 
Iggy Azalea is not good as if you're thinking about what's into that. Don't. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about Iggy Azalea. I'm gonna help you dodge a bullet there. <laughs> uh, I actually tried to listen to Ariana Grande's album. I don't even think it's bad. It's just not for me. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like when I was, I I went and read like NPR and Pitchfork and all those big top lists, not because. I'm ranking anything based on what they think. It's more like I know that there's stuff that I didn't catch when it came out. Mm-hmm. So usually if I look at that stuff, it's like, okay, I could get an idea and then it'll remind me of other things. So I, and I saw that in the top 10 of like most of the lists I looked at, but I'm like, I'm just not gonna, it's not my thing, you know? Yeah. Well, another one that was really high on a lot of lists that I did listen to, I listened to probably at least half of it. And I was like, I think this is okay, but it was. Oh, what's her name? Oh, Casey Musgraves' album. Yeah, I saw that too a lot of places. Yeah, so I listened to it, and I was listening to it in this room, and Maggie came into the room with just a thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, she has spoken. This is not going to make the list. They got burned by Megatron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, once you get burned by Megatron, you're not even, you don't have a chance at honorable mentions even anymore. Nope. So, sorry, Casey Musgraves. You might have gotten some top ten lists. Not this one. All right. Uh, Well, I think we both admitted we haven't listened to every single album. So, if you have an album that you think we missed, you can hit us up on Twitter. Our handle there is at Whiskey Sessions. Or, of course, email us. And our email address is whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read your email, we'll respond to your email on the air on a future episode. Uh, and that's what we're going to do right now, so let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. Alright, uh, this first email I have is from Samuel in uh, Carbondale, Illinois. That is south. It says, Yo Whiskey Sessions. I love the episode on 2019 predictions. Did you know you can start making $37 to $47 per hour working online from your home? Apply here, start today, make money online, get paid every day online, earn $2,000 per day in your pajamas, learn how to make money now. Huh. I think you you have a an e-worm or a virus in your, in, in your email. Well, no, because it turns out when I opened this email then our email address actually sent out the same email to everybody um, on our email contact list. So I think it must be really good because it just gets automatically sent. And I think you're on the right track. I think so. And if I can earn $2,000 per day in my pajamas, although I'm realizing... You'd be a fool, oh, be a fool not to do this. I would be a fool not to do this. So I think this is maybe the best email we've ever gotten. I mean, we're looking how to be a millionaire in this podcast. If we make $2,000 per day, that means we make a little over $700,000 per year. And if we're each doing that, then we're a combined millionaire. We can afford to build a um, Whiskey Sessions recording house slash compound. Ooh, that would be amazing. I really want a compound. Yeah. It's not that much to ask. Just one. Just a compound. I don't need yeah. multiple compounds. <laughs> All right. What do you got in the old email inbox? 
Hey guys, given that a current trend in the music industry is to create beef between artists in order to drive sales, see Katy Perry versus Swift and Kanye versus Drake, have you ever thought of creating a fake rival group that raps about Doritos and podcasts about rum in hopes to galvanize your fan base to listen more, rate the pod more, and send more emails? What? We're going to kick the hell out of them all the time, and we're going to go through them like crap through a goose. Sriracha, Hawkwolf 630. Yeah, I uh, if there is some lame-ass podcast out there about rum, I, w- I would love to know who that is. I think I heard the Rum Appreciation Society has gotten a little bit feisty recently. Oh, my God. So they may be coming after us, but their podcast initials are Raz, and I think they're just razzing us. I I would agree with that. I think they are just razzing us. But Rum has got to be, now that I consider myself an adult, the worst hard liquor. I mean, I can't argue too hard with that. I'm not a huge fan of gin, but Rum's pretty bad. Yeah, I... At least I like a gin and tonic. I don't like anything with rum. This may be a topic that comes up again in the near future. It may be. Uh, yeah, because, oof. Well, I don't know. But um, thank you for sending in the emails. Again, if you would like to have your email read on a future episode, hit us up, whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, uh, and we'll read it on a future episode. But that does it for this episode. Be pimp. Do you have anything left to uh, leave our fine listeners with? Don't listen to Iggy Azalea's album. No. Um, it was secretly my number one album, though. I just didn't want to admit it. On the secret timeline of Whiskey Sessions? Yes. Uh, it'll be episode 50.5. Ooh, have you been re- have you been releasing mini-episodes every I, ooh, I didn't mean to tell you on air. Where are they? <laughs> You'll never find them. All right, this is Amets signing off. Uh, peace out. Word to your moms. Yep. Yeah.